Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, John. Hey, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm really well, actually. We're a day off in Atlanta, looking along on a piano in a little while. I've got a radio show of my own to do in a little while, which I uh, email over to the UK. And, uh, yeah, kind of busy, a busy non-gig day, if you like. Uh, now, we've been counting down for this show since, what, March? It was announced back in March. There was some delay, I know, with your voice issues over Christmas last year. How's your voice holding up now? It, yeah, I um, I got pneumonia, which was a bit of a kicker, really, you know, and, and you cough and you cough and you cough, and all of a sudden, sooner or later, you know, your body just goes, listen, this is, you can't do it, you know. <laughs> right. Got all these doctors chucking things down your throat and cameras and stuff going, yeah, you need a break, you know. So, right. luckily, most of the time, these things are temporarily, uh, you know, inconveniences, and you just get back on the horse. But, you know, I needed a good rest, and uh, it's all coming back together very nicely, so... Yeah, everything's great now. Yeah, well, it's been a long year of touring, but uh, uh, from what I've heard, the reviews I've read, uh, your voice sounds better than ever. Uh, the band sounds tight. Looking forward to Monday. Yeah, we've been out on the road since, well, you know, before the, even the album came out, we were prepping for the album. We started in April of last year. Right. We don't finish until October this year. So, you know, that's a that's a pretty big commitment, you know, even with the little breaks that we've had to take or, or even wanted to take. Yeah. You know, it's still a good 18 months. Um, and so, you know, with, with a new record, we, we really wanted to go out there and promote it properly and, and show the world that we, we don't just do this and dilly-dally with it. You know, we, we made this new music, we made a commitment to make new music, and we made a commitment to take some of it on the road and, and mix some old with new when we get on stage. So we don't want to just keep going round and round as a nostalgia band. You know, we, sure. we it's very important to us even if it's not important to the rest of the world, but it's very important to us that we keep trying to make and create new sounds and new music. Well, speaking of that, though, Joe, I mean, over the years and over the many albums and songs you've already recorded, where's, where's your inspiration come from now? It, within. It just comes from within. It's never any one specific thing or one specific person or a trend. Mm -hmm. It's just, I think we're just blessed that there's an, uh, I hate using the word X Factor because of the TV show that it's kind of... <laughs> It drags into your mind. But, you know, there is that kind of magic thing that why certain bands work, you know, how do, why is there a chemistry there right. between, like, the four guys in U2 that has remained for 40 years? And the same goes with a lot of bands that we could name. Sure. Um, and sometimes the chemistry's gone in 18 months. You know, with us, we're just all kind of, even though we were all, three of us are from the same town originally. Vivian, who's in the band now from Northern Ireland, mm -hmm. Phil's from London. The rest of us from were Northern English. We had something in common that was bred into our DNA from childhood, I think, and it gives you that inner strength, and it gave us a unity. You know, when we all got together, we realized there was so much in common. Right. That's where you draw your strength and your inspiration from. It's like we're never really trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. All you're really doing is polishing the thing up and putting it back on show. So, you know, we're never going to make an album that sounds like craft work. You know? <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> you know I mean, or Nine Inch Nails. We're right. always going to want to make three-minute pop rock songs that are a kind of a mixture of Queen, ACDC, or the yeah. Beatles, or whatever, you know. And, and, and 
be a Def Leppard song, you know. So our our inspiration is every kind of music there is. There's only two kinds of music as far as we're concerned, good and bad. And yeah. That's kind of it. That's down to the listener. Yeah, it is. Well, now you flash back to the. You're talking about chemistry. You flash back to the early days when you guys were just getting together. I understand you borrowed money from your dad to finance your first record. Yeah, I took every penny out of his bank account to record a three-track EP. But um, you know, he promised. I promised him I'd pay him back, and you know, a man of my word, I I did. You know, I think he did. Yeah, three weeks, which is great. You know, but um, yeah, he he literally emptied his life savings. Wow. For us to do that, which is. You know, a hell of a commitment for a father to give to a, a kid when it's like, this is such an industry where people say, why don't you get a real job? Yeah. You know I mean? like they, my parents were were kind of musically, con- they weren't connected, but they were very musical. My dad was a great harmonica player, hmm. a decent pianist. My mom played guitar. And I think I was like, they were living through me, if you like, their kind of aspirations of wishing that they could have done it. So they were never going to deny me the opportunity. Um, yeah, I had to finish school and all that stuff. We all did, except for right. Rick who was 15. He didn't leave school. But, uh, you know, we um, we were so young, and, and I think that we had that youth on our side, which really helped. And, um, you know, my, especially my parents weren't going to put a blocker on it. They said, no, nah, if you give it a go, pay me back. But, you know, and, and that EP got picked up by the likes of John Peel, the legendary mm-hmm. in, um, in England, and he played it. That got heard by the A&R men at radio station, uh, the record companies who always listened to John Peel, and he started creating an interest, and it was just the acorn. It was literally the seed, right, you know? right, right. And then people started coming to attend the shows, and, and, and A&R men started coming, and, and there was this like battle of, you know, 10 labels to sign the band, and... It was all down to that EP, really. Yeah, well, the chemistry and passion was obviously there then. That's where your dad recognized. How how else would he give you that kind of money? Yeah, I mean, it was the one thing that they all... That my my parents, I, I don't remember this. These are phantom memories or things I've been told by relatives. <laughs> but, you know, as a two-year-old kid, the first thing I used to do was crawl to the radio. Yeah. You know, I used to sing into a vacuum cleaner handle because yeah. it was like a microphone. <laughs> and I actually replicated it once in a video for a song called Me and My Wine just because it's like, I have to do this because this is where it all started for me, you know. It was just one of those things. I wasn't really interested in anything other than music. So this was beyond a passion. It was almost, an, you know, it was almost an obsession, if you like. I you totally know? get that I'm too, Very Jill. fortunate. Yeah, I'm just very fortunate that I've actually turned my passion, my obsession, what I mean, into a into a career. Yeah, and I went to school, got a degree in biology, but I had this in this passion in my heart. I didn't want to play music, but I wanted to play the best of everybody's music, and that's what took yeah, me into radio. It's a role, you know. Some right. people don't want it. It's like there's, there's a great kind of analogy when you watch the. Um, Close Encounters movie when there's like that big party of people aiming to climb to the top of that hill right. to see the spaceship and as they fall off and, and they're okay with it. Sometimes it's like the bottom of a space rocket. You jettison it off to make sure that the top bit gets there and the, the whole process is fine with that. Yeah. There are a lot of people that don't want to make it all the way or they don't want to actually create music but their passion is to actually spread the word. In other words, they grab some music that they like and then they be Wolfman Jack or whether it be yourself or John Peel, they actually take it upon themselves to say, right, I like this band and I'm going to make sure you do. And then, boom, they play it. You know, you fight your producers and you fight your radio owners to say, I'm going to play this record whether it fits the format or not. And they're the kind of, that mavericks and those passionate DJs, uh, the ones that really helped us in the early days that they would shove because, you know, nobody wanted to play this new band. But <laughs> right. then all of a sudden they did, you know. Yeah. Like, 
Well, again, we're talking to Joe Elliott. Def Leppard is this Monday night along with REO Speedwagon and Tesla at the Tampa Amphitheater. I, I love these triple bills. I think it's a great value for, for the listeners. And, you know, they all get to, to just bond with their music memories. We've been huge fans of this whole process since the day we started. It's, it's passing the torch. You know, when we, when we first came to America in 1980, we were the opening act for Pat Travis. Started at the Santa Monica Civic on the West Coast in May of 1980. We went up and down the, the, the West Coast with Pat Travis. Then we did a couple of weeks opening for Priest. Then we were third on the bill hmm. to Ted Nugent and the Scorpions for a whole summer tour through sheds and stuff like that. And we always saw the value in, in having the three bad. Ted did, for sure. Sure. You know, it, it's 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 a good night out for everybody. Oh, this is new band. Now the new band factor seems to have gone away because there aren't that many new bands coming through to fill that third spot. But Tesla are a fantastic opening. Uh, we toured with them guys back in '87, '88 on the Hysteria tour, and you know they're still together. They're still making new music. Phil Collin, our guitarist, just produced their new album, um, and they're great and musicians. Album. Yeah, they're fantastic musicians, and RAO have got you know hits up the yin yang I mean, <laughs> right they, i think that they didn't even make it until their 11th album so you can see what their back catalog yeah. is all about and the important thing really is in this day and age the you know with the tickets uh, prices the way they are and and, and the competition out there because there are so many bands you really want to make your thing stick out head and shoulders above everything else and yeah. the way to do that we believe is to make the the evening a fun night out for the people that are coming to see us you know so we look back at these old posters when we were kids and you'd see like the grateful dead and then the opening acts would be like santana and underneath that there'd be huh. joe cocker and then the yeah. Uncle pie and all these bands thinking my god these bands are all like headline acts but they're all on the same bill and we thought that's the you know that in the spirit of that that kind of time and that theory is a great idea, you know, back in, even on the Hysteria Tour, like I said, we had bands like Queensryche, we had LA Guns, we had Europe, Tesla as our opening act. It wasn't like, oh, just take some nobody out, it doesn't matter. We wanted it to be value for money, and it's never changed. Yeah. You know, I've seen uh, some things that you guys are doing great besides your concerts and, and the music you're putting out, but your social media is, is excellent. Um, I'm seeing tweets, I'm seeing, uh, you know, posts on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, do you tweet yourself, Joe? I don't. I'm actually very anti-tweeter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all for tweets going out there on our behalf, but I, I genuinely don't like the idea of having to wake up in the morning and tell everybody what I just had for breakfast. Yeah, I know. It's been a steep learning curve for me, too. Uh, but, you know, this kind of you know, job... Most of the people that I know started one of these things off, and then they've shut it down because of the abuse that comes on board yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you look, I want it to be an information highway, not just some kind of fighting highway where yeah. people just like sarcastic comments back and forth all the time sure. leaving it so i tend to avoid it but i'm it, i'm not avoiding giving out the information yeah do it a different way i'll feed it to the guy that runs our social media and say look i think this is an important thing yeah. to celebrate like uh, six weeks ago it was the 35th anniversary of the high and dry album being released yeah. those things are important not what i had for breakfast no and and those that reaches a lot of people I've, i'm a follower of def leppard so i see uh, what tweets they're putting out as a matter of fact i tweeted out a photo yesterday the first time you and i met this was back in november of 92 adrenalized tour um, I wow. actually ended up at the hotel later that night. Now, you weren't there, but I had an accent contest with Rick Savage. He was doing an American accent. I did a British accent, and his wife was the judge, and I won a giant bottle of vodka. <laughs> a very, 
very good. Yeah, see, right. those kind of things I can live with. That's that's fun, you know. Right, right. That's part of the history of it. But um, there's just certain areas of of social media that oh, I get just, it. It's just. It's it's so negative that I, I don't really want to indulge. Yeah, it can be frustrating. Well, I tell you, I'm a lifelong Def Leppard fan, and uh, we're looking forward to, again, Monday night, Tampa Amphitheater. It's Def Leppard, Ario, and Tesla. Joe Elliott, a pleasure talking to you. Have a great tour. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. All right. Take care, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection. The lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.